and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. It's another countdown episode, this one where we're living our favorite Yacht Rock songs. And I'm bringing back the hustle's John Lamoureux to help me on this countdown. I hope you enjoy. Yacht Rock lives all year round, and who better to discuss our top 10 lists, the hustle, John Lamoureux. John, how are you tonight? I'm good. Thanks, Noel. I love doing these things with you. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And um, I have to admit, this list of all the shows we've done, the covers, the 90s, 80s soundtracks, this one's, I think, the hardest for me. Um, there are so many Yacht Rock songs you love, maybe a handful that I don't. But um, the term Yacht Rock is it's fairly recent. And it's got to be maybe 10, 11 years old. I always thought of it kind of like either adult contemporary slash easy listening, maybe Mm -hmm. the California rock, but Mm -hmm. never just yacht rock. Mm. Yeah. I, um, I, I, since we've been talking about doing this, I think about this all the time now, like what really does qualify for yacht rock. And to me, it's, it is that soft rock of about 1976 to about 1983, I guess we'll say. Um, probably created in Southern California, Laurel Canyon or something like that. I did. um, I do think it's music that might otherwise be categorized as maybe a little cheesy, you know, not that it was cheesy at the time, but it just feels very of its time now. Right. Um, But call See, this is, I've mentioned this on my show too. Calling this kind of music, giving this brand, this genre of music, this brand of music, a funny um, name is has completely changed the course of history for some of these people. Absolutely. They couldn't get arrested otherwise. But you call it Yacht Rock, which is funny, and you create a whole subculture around it with the sailor hats and the boxes of wine and, you know. You could put three or four of them on a bill or whatever, and suddenly you've got a good time, and none of this music would make you think of a good time in and of itself. It's because it's falling under this fun-loving new umbrella of Yacht Rock. It's it's really kind of revitalized this genre. It's amazing. Yeah, and we have like Sirius XM to thank for it. They have the <laughs> awesome Yacht Rock channel, and, and they even make fun of it as well. They have... They don't have any DJs on there, but they have the guy speaking, you know, in that very monotone voice, like he's very, you know, on the boat right there. But even they make fun of it. It's like the songs that you didn't like, or maybe it was third or fourth favorite songs back then are the ones you're listening to now. And that is so yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. yeah it's uh, it just has been like a shot in the arm, you know, suddenly the stuff is kind of cool again. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of equate it like, going to the car wash back in the day and finding those cassettes in the bin, <laughs> you'd find all these bands, you know, you just pick yeah. up a cassette and you see, you know, Ambrosia or any of yes. these bands that, that are, that are in there. And it's pretty much yacht rock right there. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. And I think, you know, to give everyone credit, I mean, it sounds goofy, but these guys are, really good musicians absolutely on all of these songs and within all of these bands there are actual people playing the instruments which you don't see every day anymore you know no if if you've got a song and larry carlton's on guitar or leland scholar's on bass or john jr robinson is on drums you've got like the finest musicians working at that time um 
accompanying your music. That that was a real badge of honor back then. Or one of the Picaros or something like that, you know? Having those guys on your music meant something. So it's uh, there's great musicianship here. It's just all very, you know, of a style. And, and once you grow accustomed to that style, it's so breezy and nice and relaxing and fun. And, you know, it uh, it gets under your skin uh, eventually. Yeah, and you, you would have... Uh... Michael McDonald at least sing back up on every other song <laughs> out there. Very true. You know? Very true. Yeah. <laughs> Which may yeah. or may not make it, you know, to my listing. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that, believe me. Yes. Yeah. But it, it's it's very interesting because like unlike other genres, this is it has a very big gray area where a lot of people mm-hmm. will think of certain artists as yacht rock and I don't. Like for instance, Hall Notes. A lot of people yep. put them in that Yacht Rock category. To me, they're the first thing from Yacht Rock. They're like the mm-hmm. Philly soul music. And maybe you can equate Sarah Smile, she got, She's Gone. But I, I don't. I just think their band is completely separate to the whole Yacht Rock. I don't know how they even got involved in it. But yeah. I, I know John Oates kind of embraced it when, when he first mentioned it. Someone mentioned it to mm-hmm. him about the whole Yacht Rock thing. But... To them, if they draw more listeners, all you know, the more power to them. But I just, it's a very gray area with a lot of these artists. Yeah, I think that's true. And I don't, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but a lot of these artists were, you know, their peak is during this period, right. that seventy-six to eighty-three-ish period, and that was pretty much it. You know, whereas a band like like Hollow Notes, to me, has transcended multiple genres over multiple years, and so. They they're a little classier, I guess, than than the yacht rock moniker. Not that there's you know yacht rock is not putting anyone down, but uh, they don't need that. They're bigger than that. They're better than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And like, I would consider this artist yacht rock, but he obviously transcended himself as well as Kenny Loggins. Yeah. You know, but you know, yeah, with, yeah. moving on to the '80s with all the soundtracks and. None of the soundtrack songs he had were "quote unquote" yacht rock songs. No, I agree. Yeah, um, but he was he was swimming mightily in the yacht rock pool there for a while. Oh, no until question. like Footloose came along, right? You know, um, so he, he he may or may not come up again uh, a little later in this <laughs> right. conversation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. So uh, you want to start off with number ten? Yeah, let me. So, two things. Number one, um, I want to clarify kind of my reasoning for a lot of these picks. Number one, um, I immediately ruled out, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Mm-hmm. I ruled out anyone who was black. Okay. Because to me, um, and that this is just my thinking, you know, uh, those great artists like Al Jarreau or um, George, James Ingram yeah, or George Jeffrey Benson, Osborne yeah. or George Benson, uh, George Benson could have been like every pick on my top 10. But to me, that's more R&B quiet storm than it is yacht rock. I mean, it would, those songs are great on a yacht rock playlist, but they're not, you know, quintessential yacht rock to me. So I eliminated basically anyone to sound crass, anyone who was black. I basically cut them out. Um, The other thing that went into my thinking is that I put a little bit of emphasis on the rock part of yacht rock. There are a lot of, soft ballads that um, are just of that time period, that late 70s, early 80s. There's a lot of ballads in there. 
And um, yeah, they probably figure into Yacht Rock. But if I'm thinking of like, what are the ultimate Yacht Rock songs? I did not factor in any ballads. So most of these, they're mellow. I think the side of a good Yacht Rock song is that it might be a little mellow, but I don't think of them as ballads. And then thirdly, I, there needs to be like actual instrumentation. So I eliminated anything that sounded a little disco-y, you know? Like, for instance, You Make Me Feel Like Dancing by Leo Sayer. Could have yeah. been in there. I love that song. Yeah. It teetered just slightly on like dance music or um, or disco or like It's So Funny We Don't Talk Anymore by Cliff Richard right. is love another that song. song that I was yep. thinking about. And so I eliminated anything that sounded a little too close to disco just because I figured that's like a different thing, you know? Right. Now, having said all that, you mentioned Michael McDonald. Well, <laughs> the Doobie Brothers are one of my very favorite bands of all time. I beat that drum proudly whenever I can. And I don't think of the Doobie Brothers as Yacht Rock, but I know that uh, Michael is like considered the godfather of this genre. So I had to factor them in somewhere. Right. And I didn't want to pick the songs that most people pick when it comes to Michael McDonald. So I'm for number 10, this is my um, token Doobie Brothers song. I'm going to go with Taking It to the Streets hmm. because this song is great and it rocks and it's got Michael and it would it. It's, it could be considered Yacht Rock. It's not necessarily considered to me, but I had to give him, throw him a bone in there somewhere. You can't go wrong with any Do Doobie Brothers slash Michael McDonald song. I mean, he's Never. on the Mount Rushmore of Yacht Rock. Yes. You know, and um, yeah, it's he's he's fantastic. And it's when you sing along to his songs, you sing along with his voice. Yes, you, you know, do. <laughs> it, it, might, it might be a terrible impression, but you do it. Everyone, everyone has one. 
You know, everyone has like a Jack Nicholson impression. Everyone has a Michael uh, McDonald impression, you know? That is genius. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yes, you're so right. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, a great choice. And the the band may or may not come up soon on, on my list. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I figured. Okay. I figured. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. My number 10. Um, this song actually charted twice in the 80s by, by mm-hmm. the same artist, the same song. It wasn't altered at all, and it was the only time that's happened. I mean, there are other songs that came out that, you know, a bit a remix or something like that, but not this song. It came out twice, charted in 1980 and It was co-written by Robert Tepper, um, ah. and this, I don't want to say there's a gray area about the meaning of this song. Ah, there's no gray area. <laughs> what? Okay, I was I'm, I'm trying to be a little politically correct right there. Ah, All right, no, he's, no. you know, he's uh, macking on a 16-year-old girl, okay? Um, yeah, You know, and um, the funny thing about, like, the Yacht Rock theme, there are a lot of, like, white artists who sound black. You know, there's Bobby Caldwell, who for the longest time thought I thought he was black. No idea he was white. Um, a lot of like the R&B stations played into the night thinking that Benny Mardonis was black. 
Oh, interesting. When they found out he was white, they immediately dropped the song on the radio. <laughs> um, the record company was scurrying to pick it up on other stations. Then they listened to the meaning. Mm-hmm. Then he quickly had to say, no, 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 it's just about being a father figure to a girl whose father left her. Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever, Benny. Um, it's a fantastic song. It's one of the greatest opening lines, not only in Yacht Rock history, but in rock history. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's 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 a, it's a fun song, but you want to take a shower after you hear it. <laughs> that's all right. And look, that's, that's like one of the biggest rock and roll cliches of all time. I mean... She was just 17, you know right. what I mean? Christine, 16, she's only 17. I mean, there's billions of songs like that. Everyone from Chuck Berry to Kip Winger have written those songs. Oh, so absolutely. It's totally normal. I'm not, you know, writing the song is normal. Actually doing what's in the song is abnormal. <laughs> but uh, rock stars writing those kinds of songs, that's, you know, that's tried and true. Right, and it, it keeps it memorable, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it does, it yeah. does. So that's my number 10. <laughs> okay, good pick. I like that a lot. Um, okay, for my number nine, one of my one of my pet peeves when anyone makes these lists is when they get a little too cute and they they you know go to bat for some weird song that doesn't that shouldn't actually be on the list, right. but they get all you know, I hate when people do that. Well, guess what? I'm gonna go cute on my number nine <laughs> song. And uh, the reason is because I do love this song, but it's not as well known. And that is My Girl, Gone, Gone, Gone by Chili Whack. Do you know Chili Whack? Oh, I know that song. Okay. I love it. Love first, the song. First, yeah. Yes, that song is great. Yeah. Number one.
Um, is it, you know, top of mind for anyone who likes Yacht Rock or even this kind of music? Probably not. They were a Canadian band. Um, I just saw yesterday, I think, that they're being in, uh, uh, inaugurated into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. I've been meaning to get them on the show for years, and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Maybe now's the time. But uh, their stuff is great. It, but maybe because they're Canadian or whatever, it didn't. They're not as you know top of mind or high on the radar over here. But th this song is so good, and I wanted to throw them a little bit of love. So I'm giving Chili Whack the number one nine spot. My girl gone gone gone. Yeah, it's a great song, and you know it's it's played prominently on you know Yacht Rock Radio. On, is it uh, on, okay? Uh, good. Yeah, on, on XM. So it's 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 definitely on there a lot, and it's uh, good. Yeah, they play a couple of other songs too. Okay. Um, yeah, they, the names escape me, but yeah, no, uh, my girl right. is definitely prominent on there as well. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't have Sirius or XM or anything, oh, so okay. I don't know what gets played on right. there and what's like you know still being kept alive through the radio. I just know what I like and what you see on famous lists and right. stuff like that. Yeah. But I, so I really I dig this track. I want to give it some love. Oh no, yeah, definitely, it definitely fits in there. Uh, but yeah, that that station very gray area-ish as well. They'll play, you know, obviously Hall Notes a little bit. Um, they've had Joe Jackson stepping out, which... Uh, really? Yeah, which is not... I, and I've seen that on other lists, too. I don't equate Joe Jackson anywhere no. near Yacht Rock, but... No, yeah. But, uh, you know, okay. My uh, my number nine. Um, this guy's a Yacht Rock staple, uh, Bog Skaggs. Ah, uh, uh, good know, one. There's the Lido Shuffle, there's yeah. Lowdown, but I'm going with Look What You've Done For Me. From the Urban Cowboy soundtrack, never seen the movie. I just love this song. It's 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 fantastic. Um, wow. You know, co-written by the legendary David Foster. Yeah. And um, a little a little backstory about this song. Um, there's two versions of it. There's one, the original version, which had members of Toto 
you know, we, you mentioned the Caro brothers before, Steve mm-hmm. Luca, Luther and uh, Don Felder played guitar, and the backup vocals were by Glenn Fry, Timothy B. Schmidt, and Don Henley. Mm-hmm. But the soundtrack version changed it up a little. Still had the you know the Toto uh, influence, but they had the uh, background singers uh, become female. So oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's more or less the version you hear on the radio now is is the Urban Cowboy version. But um, mm. they, uh, David Foster and Boggs basically had a night to write the song, and. Mm. Boggs hated it until he heard the opening line. You get the, you know, and then it was like, "Whoa, this is great! We're doing yeah. it." So the intro chords and then the the first line. So it's a fabulous song, and it's funny because they don't play that one a lot on uh, Yacht Rock Radio and Sirius XM. They'll play huh. the other two um, Boggs gag songs, which are annoying because I love this song and you never hear it. So and it, mm-hmm. for years when I was younger, I would hear the song. And, you know, back then, we're similar age. You had to either tape the song yeah. off the, on a cassette or wait until you hear the DJ say the name of the song. You, you, there was no fancy displays. You couldn't rewind on the radio. Hope, yeah. You would have to hope the DJ would play the song or name the song. And this was one of the songs because for years, I had no idea who sang the song. Until yeah. so, so finally a DJ said, oh, it's Boxcar. I was like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely love this song. It's such a beautiful song. Good one. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my number nine pick. Wow, that's a deeper cut. Yeah. I did not see that one coming. Good for you. Yeah. Boz is a guy that I've always thought I need to invest more time. I know I have Silk Degrees. I know right. the song that you just picked. I, um, But I've never, like, really invested a ton of time into his whole career. And I'm not sure if I would like it or not, but I'm curious to find out. You know, I need to do that one of these days. Yeah, I, I thought of, he's like thought about you know in trying to get him on the show. He's like one of the guys who's like on my list to get on. So hopefully, some somewhere down the road, it'll work out. <laughs> Good. I've thought about that too. And then I saw him, uh, you know, Dan Rather, the big interview. Okay. He was on there, and he was so boring. Oh, really? <laughs> he was so boring, and I just thought. Never mind. Yeah, right. I thought I wanted to talk to Boz Skaggs. Yeah. I kind of don't anymore. Right. It was so boring. <laughs> uh, so anyway, good luck. If you if you if it happens, I really hope it does because I hope that you know maybe if I can listen to it at two x speed like I normally do, he'll be more interesting. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, number eight. Um, so you know, I should preface a lot of the time, like when we did the top ten movie soundtrack songs of the eighties. I, um, I try to make, I try to make the list, honestly, not just like a top 10 of my own personal favorites, but more of like, these are what I think are like the 10 best songs from eighties movie soundtracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. More of a definitive list versus a personal list. Uh, I will say this list that I've come up with is largely personal. There are a couple of like just staples on my list that, are irrefutable and number eight is one of those and I have to go with Rupert Holmes Pina Colada song right you know I was tired of my lady we'd been together too long like a worn out recording of a favorite song so while she lay there sleeping 
read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like pina coladas And uh, I really debate because, look, number one, it's a great song. It's so, and it, and people make fun of it. it. I don't, I don't think they should. I think it's just meant to be kind of a fun, lighthearted joke. Absolutely, you know? it's great. It's a great tune. The whole album that this is on is great. Um, it's a little like no duh because it's going to show up on every list, if not even near the top. But so I wanted to make sure that I included it. Um, there are more interesting tunes I could have picked, but this one's a legendary. It deserves to be on here, so I went with it. Number eight. It's it, it's a great song. You know, always sing sing it when, when it's on the radio. I, I thought about putting yeah. it on my list too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's quote unquote. It's a messed up song. If, if you know, yeah. you, you think about the words and everything like that. It's but it's uh, but it's very dated. Uh, you know, the personal ads and stuff like that. Now if they update it. They have to go into Match.com or whatever to uh, right. to do it or Tinder or, or, or whatever. But yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a you know if you had to probably chisel out you know the ten yacht rock songs on tablets that would probably be on the list. Yeah, I would think so too. Yeah. Um, quick little Rupert Holmes story. So when I very first started the podcast, I reached out to him immediately. Right. And his person said, "Yeah, absolutely. When do you want to do it?" And then I never heard from them again. Oh. And I would check in. Every few months, still nothing, still nothing. In the meantime, he's been on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast twice. And he's so funny, and he tells these great stories, and he's super entertaining. And every time he goes on, I just think, that should have been me. I should have been the one who told the world that Rupert Holmes was a really funny, entertaining guy. And I got screwed. So, anyway. No, it's I can relate. Podcast envy is real. Oh, it It is a real thing. It is, it is. (laughs) I've been envious of a lot of your guests, so. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, thanks. You yeah. too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number eight. Um, all right. Doobie Brothers. Yeah. We the, now, uh, ah. and there's a, there's a website called, and it's, it's a very entertaining website. It's called Yacht or Not. 
and basically just ranks what a Yacht Rock song is. They have, I think, four or five different people that will rate it, and they go from zero to 100, where the cutoff being a Yacht Rock song is 50, and they, their, their, what's it called, meter is called the Yatsky. Um, and this song on their Yatsky was the only one that hit a hundred. So, and I, I picked this song because it's my favorite one to sing as Michael McDonald to, um, that's, that's basically how, how I did it. Um, like, Uh like you had taking it to the streets, which, you know, a gray area for Yacht Rock. I think this one also is a gray area and it's one of full beliefs. It's so a, good. It's a staple. It, it, it's great. Um, and this is kind of like an urban legend, but it, it was dismissed that Michael Jackson sang backgrounds on this song. Really? Yeah. The the band dismissed it, but he actually said that he did. So I, I would think you could hear him if yeah. you had Michael Jackson even back then singing on your song. You would be able to, piece, uh, you know, piece him out. You'd be able to. I hear some. Some trace of Michael Jackson in there, and there's not. No, not at all, not at all. No. So, but yeah, it's 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 a fun song, and um, it is. Yeah, I'm not going to do any Michael McDonald impressions now. I'll, I'll spare ah, the audience. You should. I'll spare. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll spare. <Good> him. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's, that's my number great. eight. <laughs> Good one. Of course, I I uh, man, those first nine. Doobie Brother albums, they get a little softer as they go, but they're still good. And I like the Tom Johnston version equally with the Michael McDonald version. Right. I love that band. Do no wrong for me. Yeah, they're great. Um, they are. Okay, number seven. Um, I had to pick Key Largo by Bertie Higgins. <laughs> around each other Trying so hard to stay warm That first cold winter together 
lying in each other's arms Watching those old movies Falling in love so desperately Honey, I was your hero And you were my leading lady We had it all just like Margie and Bacall Starring in our own lately show Sailing away to Key Largo Here's looking at you, kid Missing all the things we did Can't you remember We played all the parts That sweet scene of surrender And I, uh, I think maybe that one sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. I had Ferdy on the podcast very early on. Right. And I'm baffled by this man because he has put out, well, he only really ever put out like one major label album. But... You go. He's got numerous independent, and every song on every album has a nautical theme of some kind. <laughs> right. And when I pressed him on this, he was just, "Oh no, I don't know. It's just uh, I just write about what I like, you know." I <laughs> and I was like, "Come on, man! Yeah. You're you're wearing like pirate outfits on the cover, and every song <laughs> is is you know the beach and and what and boats and pirates and starboard bow and all this kind of. Where do you?" Why, 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 Bertie Higgins, do you do this? What is the appeal of all this pirate stuff? <laughs> what, what cop to it? It was so weird. So for a guy who's made a career out of purposely making songs about boats and water and beaches, I had to throw a guy the, bo the guy a bone. Plus, this song is great. So I'm going with Key Largo at number seven. Oh, it's, it's a great song. It's also, you know, a staple. Um, I don't know if you've seen that video. But it's yeah, oh yeah, oh god, <laughs> oh, yeah. it is so creepy. He's on the boat with that girl who does not want to be there right. at, at, at all. I don't know if you know it's a Jeffrey Epstein thing. I I don't know. It's it's really bad, but it's it's an entertaining song, and you know he could be that girl's grandfather. Yeah, in, in the video, but yeah, it's it's a it's a staple, and um, yeah, I even listened to that episode. I have to go back and listen. It's early. It was early on, right. like within the first. 20 or 30 or something like that. Okay, cool. I'll have to check it out. Okay. So, okay, yeah. so my my number seven, um, this band, very, very ingrained in the Yacht Rock, but also one of the greatest bands ever, the Eagles. Ugh, Barb. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> okay, so I'm going with my favorite Eagles song, and believe it or not, it's sang by Timothy B. Schmidt. And, uh -huh. uh, I can't tell you why.
Okay. And for the longest time, kind of like, uh, look what you've done for me. No idea that Timothy B. Schmidt was a male. His voice mm. is so high. I, I, I thought it was, I didn't even know it was the Eagles at first. I thought it was just, you know, a, a female vocalist singing the song. But once, you know, I think my mom told me that it was the Eagles. And I'm like, wow, thought it was a woman. But then it's just, it's a fantastic song. Um, the Glenn Fry guitar solo at the end for like two minutes is fantastic. And I like the Eagles. I'm not a huge Eagles fan. Obviously, I don't hate them like you do. But yeah. <laughs> but they're um, kind of, like was mentioned before, ingrained some of their songs into Yacht Rock. But this one is kind of one that I wouldn't say is their most well-known one. But it's, mm-hmm. it's certainly up there. And it's also their last top ten hit. Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned how, you know, these bands kind of fizzle out towards, you know, towards like yeah. the 80s ladies. One of the biggest bands of the 70s, their last hit was in 1980. So, yeah. And, yeah. you know, all those guys went their separate ways and they all had you know, amazing solo careers. But, yeah, yeah it's basically okay. uh, an R&B song. Yeah. So, you know, sung by Timothy Schmidt, who did a fantastic job. I, I should uh, I should pull back a little bit. It's not that I hate the Eagles, although I, I mean, I, I hate the Eagles in theory. I hate them because. They're no fun to root for. Okay. <laughs> like, why on earth would you root for the Eagles? You know what I mean? Right. And uh, and so they have the highest selling album of all time. I've got that thing. I, I, yeah. Those songs are, other than Hotel California, which I'm just tired of in the same way I'm tired of Stairway to Heaven. It right. doesn't make them bad songs. It's just I've heard them enough. Yeah. So it's not that it's not that the music itself grosses me out, although some of their softer ballads namely even this one a little bit is like that's a little too heavy for me um but it's more just the idea of like why on earth would you root for the eagles when there are other bands like the ones we're talking about including the doobie brothers that are so would be so much more fun to root for you know yeah like they're the underdogs it's like rooting for the patriots screw the patriots i don't want the patriots all the time you know (laughs) anyway yeah yeah that's how i feel that's where that's where the my I know I talk about it a lot, but it, to me, it's like the Eagles are the Patriots, and screw those guys. We've had enough. Right. You know? <laughs> no, so. I, I, I totally, I, I totally understand where you're coming from there. <laughs> I, okay. I really do. Okay. Um. All right. So now my top six songs are really—they're not just um what I consider to be good yacht rock songs. They're six of like my favorite songs ever. Right. You know, so uh, for the rest of the way, these are like personal choices that I love these tunes no matter what. And not because they're not guilty pleasures. I'm not throwing them a bone in any way. I legitimately love these songs. And number six, um, this is a band, I got to be honest, uh, they toe the line as to what, like with Hollow Notes, whether they really, truly are Yacht Rock. I, I know their sound is Yacht Rock. But when I think about the professionalism that went into making the music that they made, it feels like it's just more sophisticated. And that's Steely Dan. Okay. And the song I'm going to go with is Hey 19.
Uh, speaking of, you know, older men chasing down younger women, here's another one. Younger girls. Here's another song. Um, I really like Steve. I love Steely Dan as they went along. Earlier in their early years, they weren't. I wasn't quite feeling it, but when they got to like their more loungy vibe or whatever, I love that stuff. It's a real and music musically, the musicianship on those albums is just unparalleled. So I don't, you know, they're they're just a little more artistic i guess or but the sound you can't deny the sound just is like right in the pocket of yacht rock so it's got to be included okay you know it's funny you mentioned them because like how you feel about the eagles i feel like that for silly down yeah. i yeah. i just I, I just think they're very stuffy it's just like yeah. uh and it, it's funny because george carlin one of his bits he like mentioned like these like yuppies who like you know sort their garbage jogging while listening to steely dan <laughs> and it's, I, I just yeah. feel that same way. And it's like, anytime I listen to, you know, the Out Rock Station, anytime one of their songs comes up, I immediately change it. It's just, oh, I, I, I it. just oh, can't. Yeah. Th- that yeah. being said, some of Donald Fagan's soul stuff is pretty good. Mm. <laughs> so well, That's so weird you said, like, what's the difference? I, I mean, you I listen know. to an album like The Nightfly, it sounds like another Steely Dan album. It, it's, it's weird. I don't get it. Like, you know, like IGY, I love that song. Yeah, and it just—it's just weird. I just—I don't know. Just something. Maybe just the name. I don't know. But it's uh, maybe, just, it's, maybe. It, 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 it's very weird. But uh, yeah, the Steely Dan makes me. Whenever I think of Steely Dan, I think of, I think of, early like the late seventies, early eighties, New York City, and I've, I've I've only ever been there a couple times. You live there, with like steam coming out of manhole covers, <laughs> right? Late at night, with like you know, it's it raining and there's old taxi cabs driving over the uh, the manhole covers with the st- that kind of that vibe you know that late night uh early early 80s late 70s vibe of kind of dingy new york city where stuff's still happening you might get mugged that's what steely dan mm. sounds like to me right <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah right, yeah M- maybe i'll have to revisit them but i just i don't know it's just, i know yeah it's one of those bands not everyone gets it. Yeah, I get it. Exactly. Okay, my number six, like this band kinda of is like the example of yacht rock. Had a couple of hits, they're and then they were done. You know, people may not know this band's name, but they only oh they'll know the songs. Hey, oh yeah, I know the song. It's Firefall. And it's just yeah. really, just remember I love you. When it all goes crazy and the thrill is gone, the days get rainy. Get long when you get that feeling you were born to lose. 
uplifting song in the world you know it's like obviously someone's going through some heavy stuff possibly even suicidal but they're rick roberts who sings it is comforting you know the person it's it's just you know a very like it's not uplifting but it's a very emotionally you know charged song mm-hmm. and just to tie it into my previous pick uh timothy b schmidt provides backup vocals on the song <laughs> great yeah yeah, I um, I've had Rick Roberts on right. the show, as well as Dave Muse, who is like the flautist, the flute player, okay. and the saxophone player in the band. Uh, it's nothing special. They were okay, but they, it was a little little boring. But right. um, Firefall is great. They were kind of in the running for me as well. They. Uh, it's funny. My son is seven, and lately, for whatever reason, he keeps asking me. When a couple of years ago, when he was like three or four, Firefall played a street fair here in outside of Denver and it was free and I took the kids. And so he keeps talking about like, that was his first rock concert and thank you for taking my first rock concert. I got to see Firefall, And so they're like a sentimental band in my house because that was, I took my little kids to see Firefall in concert at a street fair one day. And when they were little, it was great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. To, to get, either one of my older kids to listen to my music is <laughs> it, it's pulling teeth. That's why you yeah. know, the newborn is going to be all mine. <laughs> yeah. My kids were, I don't know if yours were like this. Mine were totally into everything I made them listen to for years. And it's only been the last year or two that they've discovered. There's a radio that plays hip new music. Yeah. Their friends listen to that's right. way cooler than the stuff dad makes them play, <laughs> you know? So they don't, they're not into what I'm doing anymore. Right, yeah, there was one song my son, he must have been five, uh, Message in the Bottle came on, uh, and he would just love singing, sending out an SOS, you know, he, that was like his thing for a good month, but then, you know, oh, don't yeah. sing that, don't sing, you know, because <laughs> you know, I, I, I have a Grammy for best performance in a car or a shower, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's great. But yeah. Oh, good, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's my number uh, six. <laughs> 
Okay. So it's me. Is it? It's me now, and it's number five. Yep. Yep. Okay. So he came up earlier. I have to go with Kenny Loggins, and um, there's a lot to pick from, but I'm going with Heart to Heart, okay. and uh, which is one of his best songs. songs of this genre one of the great early 80s rock songs this song always makes me think of solid gold i remember seeing him on solid gold sing this song and i didn't know who he was and i loved it and um that kind of primed the pump for footloose and everything that came after like oh it's that guy again i love that guy you know um i just i think he's when he was good which it's been a while, unfortunately. Yeah. He was great. And uh, I, I did a six-pack with Eric on him a while back. And my my take is that I, I don't know where how people feel about Kenny. I don't know if they think he's a sap 
I don't know if they think he's Yacht Rock. I don't know if they think he rocks because right. of Danger Zone and stuff like that. Is he just the soundtrack guy? Do they think anything at all? Do they have respect for Kenny Loggins? I really don't know. But uh, he's he's worthy of your respect if you dig in. The 70s and the 80s were really good. Kenny Loggins. It gets iffy after that. But, right. um, yeah, he was great back yeah. in the day. Right. And I don't know if he ever, like, first truly embraced the whole Yacht Rock moniker yeah. or even the soundtrack. I don't know if yeah. he's, like, kind of got typecasted as being the soundtrack guy. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that, especially in the 80s. Because he, no. he basically had two careers. And they were both fantastic. You, you would think that he would embrace both of them. I think he, I just, I think he doesn't want to be, um, you know, put in a box. The other thing, like, for instance, he didn't write Danger Zone. Right. And so he'll play it, but he, he doesn't, he's not pushing it too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, he, you know, he did Footloose and it was humongous. And he followed that up with the Vox Humana album, which kind of tanked. Right. And so, and he didn't put those Footloose songs on that album. And then uh, same with the, the, you know, Top Gun sells millions and millions of records. And he puts out Back to Avalon eventually with the Caddyshack 2 song, actually. Mm -hmm. And that album tanks. And so this narrative starts to form of like, can Kenny do it if he's not writing a song for a soundtrack, you know? And I'm sure he was just like, screw that. I'm not going to fall into that narrative of yours. You know, so anyway, he uh, but I think he's a good dude. I love him a lot, even though he's had really bad plastic surgery. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you watch the show Archer, but he's had a couple, <laughs> I guess, spots on. I've there. heard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, OK, so OK. My number five, um, I have to include a woman on this list. Uh, and for you. I didn't do that. Yeah, I'm going to pick uh, Magic by Olivia Newton-John.
Xanadu, obviously, you know, that, that, that soundtrack. And this song was her biggest song to that date before, mm-hmm. obviously, Physical came out. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. And ironically, it was displaced as, for the number one by Christopher Cross's Sailing. Mm. So, which is kind of ironic. Um, and also, it's the only song with the word magic ever to top Billboard 100. Really? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, you would you, think that there would be more. Yeah, no. It's, huh. it's, it's I think there was a, a 50 Cent song with a magic stick or something like that hit number two. Huh. But yeah, magic's still wow. number one. And it just. Never would have guessed. Yeah. And that's song, it kind of like, I wouldn't say toes line being yacht rock, kind of like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say disco at that point, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just with Xanadu being such a out there movie, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? Which I have to watch again. I haven't watched it in years. Uh, I just watched it like a couple weeks ago oh, okay. and it, with my daughter. Oh, it nice. holds up. Oh, good. And when I say it, it holds up as a wonderfully bad movie. Oh, perfect. It's so much fun. Right. I love it. Oh, right up my alley then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. I love it. Cool. Um, good. Okay. Good. Good choice. I should have thought of the ladies, and I didn't, and I failed. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Number four for me is. Uh, I mean, it's it's up there. Is it's I, this is another one that may or may not. It's more obscure. It may or may not fall into yacht rock. It's kind of more, I think, in like the uh, John Denver, Jim Croce vibe than Yacht Rock in some ways but um, this is one of my favorite songs of all time and there's nothing that says like you know cut off jean shorts (laughs) and a beach like Chevy Van by Sammy Johns okay I gave a girl a ride in the wagon she crawled in
know that song uh no i don't think so you don't oh it's the best wait till you hear this you no you're gonna love this song so this guy i don't i he only ever i think put out like one album and this song was a hit you might know it when you hear it i don't know if it gets played on yacht rock radio or not but it is just the most laid back like sun dappled you know i've been out at the beach too long and my girl's got blonde hair that's you know sun bleached and we're wearing jean shorts and we're throwing a frisbee around and I'm driving like a, you know, a Chevy van with like teardrop windows <laughs> and we're getting it on in the back and all this. It is just the, the best when it comes to that. And, uh, Sammy Johns is dead, unfortunately, because he would be like top of my list of people I would want to talk to. Right. So, uh, you're in for a treat, Noel, when you hear this yeah, Chevy I'll, van. I'll definitely check it out right after the show. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good one. Okay, so my number four, it's a one-hit wonder, uh, although the lead singer of the band is not. Uh, it's Ace, and the song is How Long.
song. Okay, it, yeah, nice. Right. I love this song, one of my favorites. Um, not just Yacht Rock, but of, of all time. And if you listen mm-hmm. to the lyrics, it sounds like, you know, a husband, boyfriend is, you know, found out that his wife slash girlfriend is cheating on him and stuff like that. Not the case at all. Basically, the song mm-hmm. was um, guitar player of the band was kind of like moonlighting with other bands. And mm. the lead singer of the band, Paul Carrick, who we all know from Squeeze and Michael Mechanics, mm-hmm. confronted him, and they came up with this song. So it's, oh, wow. it's it's really interesting how you know you think one song means something when it means something else completely. I mean, the premise is all the same, but it's just mm. it's, it's 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 pretty wild. And yeah, they only had the one hit, reached the top three, but um, yeah, Paul Carrick went on to have a fantastic career and he's the one who's on he my did. list to try to get on the show as well um same here yeah same yeah here. i love him yeah but it's a fantastic song good for you man wow i did not see that you're throwing some curves i'm impressed man. oh yeah <laughs> i was i just i was sure that we were gonna have all this crossover i feel like i'm the one making some of the safer choices and you're being a little more adventurous good for you oh thanks <laughs> good yeah okay uh, so my top three. Now, let me preface this by saying we talked earlier about, you know, what is and what isn't Yacht Rock. And there are, again, going back, I know I say this a lot, two of my all-time favorite songs are often on Yacht Rock lists. And um, they are, one is uh, Sundown by Gordon Lightfoot. Okay. And one is Year of the Cat by Al Stewart. Right. Those are two of my very favorite songs of all time. And I debated whether they belonged on this list. And I decided ultimately that they didn't. I felt like Al Stewart was a little artier than, than that. And Gordon Lightfoot, again, falls to me squarely more in like a John Denver vibe, which isn't really Yacht Rock to me. Um, so I eliminated them. But if I had included them, they would be number three and number two. But instead, at number three... Uh, I had to go steal away from okay. Robbie Dupree. Right, great song. This song is great, and it's you know another one of these quintessential yacht rock jams. It's the best, and I had him on the show, and I right. love him a lot.
uh, he was a really good dude. And the rest of his his first two albums are Yacht Rocky, and then after that he gets way more adventurous. Um, not Yacht Rocky at all. Uh, it's very and and they're all good. So I just want to give Robbie a little love. This song is a classic. Oh, it is, yeah. And I really enjoyed your episode with him. It was it was really oh, entertaining. Yeah, no, that's that's a rock yacht staple as well, and just. Once you yeah. first hear the first opening chords, you know you're in for three minutes of fun and a treat. <laughs> so true. Absolutely. Okay, so my number three. Um, I, at this band is also, I think, Yacht Rock Royalty, the Little River Band. And, ah, yes. And I think everyone, I would say, probably would pick Cool Change as like more Yacht Rocky than my choice, but I'm going with Reminiscing. So 
I love this song. It's, it's fantastic. Put it on one of my wife's mixtapes early on. Um, it's just, you know, it's their best song that ever like charted in the U.S., our highest rated chart. And it's the, which is really cool, the most played Australian song in America ever. Which Really? Is, yeah, it's kind of weird. You think of all the great Australian bands, but I guess since it's been out longer, um, it's, it's fantastic. And doing some research about it, apparently it was John Lennon's favorite song. At one point, really? yeah. So huh. it's it's some royalty right there. I had you know Glenn, yeah. Sh- I had Glenn Sherrock on uh, a couple months I know, ago. So jealous. Yeah, he he was great. Uh, you know, a little crusty, but he was he, he was he was fun. Yeah. And he just released a new album where he sings all or reimagines uh, the Little River Band songs. And mm-hmm. check it out because his version of Reminiscing, he sounds like he's Tony Bennett. And Ooh, it's, really? It's a real like jazzy version. It's it's it's, it's already jazzy okay. enough, but this version is. It's fantastic. That whole album is great, and I wish all their legal troubles would get sorted out yeah. so he can come over here and perform. Because I think he would be, you know, unbelievable yep. and be probably in one of those yacht rock reviews. Yeah, because he'd be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, good choice. I uh, these guys were on the list. It was either that one or Lonesome Loser. Oh, great song. And yeah. um, I ended up not going with either one, but <laughs> I'm glad you did because those right. guys are great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, number two. Now, I typically go back and forth. The uh, slip. Uh, um, what did I just say? Robbie Dupree yeah. and uh, Steal Away. Sorry, right. Steal Away. Steal Away and this song to me go hand in hand as like again quintessential yacht rock songs. It, depending on my mood, I like one more than the other. Um, but I have to. <laughs> Wait, can I can I guess um, it? I think I know what it is. Oh, go ahead. What? Somebody's baby. Ooh, no. Oh, okay. Damn it. I, I, oh. I thought I had a feeling. Okay. <laughs> I I, uh, I kind of hate Jackson Brown. Okay. <laughs> so, so he would never make any lists. Gotcha. Okay. Unless it's a list of people I hate, like, like, like a hit list. the Eagles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hit list. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I'm going with uh, Love Will Find a Way by Pablo Cruz. Okay.
I mean, if the name of the band isn't the most yacht rocky band name of right. all time, the song itself is, uh, you know, bullseye as far as like this is a this is what a yacht rock song sounds like. You play them, love will find a way from Pablo Cruz. The Pablo Cruz logo with like you know palm trees on it, and uh, it's just so sunny and uh, beachy and yachty and all the things it's supposed to be. I like this band a lot. They're not everyone's cup of tea, but uh, I mean, you can't be any more directly yacht rock, I don't think, pretty much than this song. So this is my number two. No, it's a great choice. And it's funny because I thought he was one person, you know, kind of like yeah. the, the whole like Danny Wilson thing. Right. Yeah. I did too for years. I assumed Pablo Cruz was a guy. Right. You know? But it's not. It's a name they made up on while they were on drugs for <laughs> oh, their band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's a big theme with a lot of these songs. It's like yeah, a, it is a lot of drugs <laughs> when they write yeah. these songs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, great choice. Um, my number two, like you mentioned, you know, Pablo Cruz being kind of like quintessential yacht rock. This band also, I think, is probably if you're doing just bands for like Mount Rushmore of yacht rock, I think this one's on there, and it's Ambrosia. Yeah, you know, just just the name alone is just you know, yeah. screams of the water, and I know it's like you know, foods for the Greek gods and whatnot, but it's uh, you're the only woman.
not only like it's one of my all-time favorite songs as well. It's just um, I included this on one of my ex-girlfriend's mixtapes like way back when because we were, we, were drive, we were driving in the car once and it came on the radio and she sang the song word from word. I'm like, wow, it's awesome. It's, you know, and I, I had to throw it on there, but it, it's just such a great song. They, I know you've you've had a couple members of the band on your show, and I'm very you know envious of that as well. But it's um, a fantastic song, and um, yeah, they're like the quintessential yacht rock band. All, all their songs are, sure. and I just had to pick this one because it's my obviously favorite song of them, but one of my favorite yeah. songs of all time as well. So good one, yeah. Those guys are great, and again, they were in the running too, and. I, I didn't include them because my favorite song of theirs is Nice, Nice, Very Nice. Okay, yeah. Which is not a very Yacht Rocky sounding song. And they're they're misleading. I don't know. I mean, if you listen to like their greatest hits, yeah. there's a lot of songs that sound like the one you picked. And then there's some other ones that are a little weirder. Right. But if you listen to their albums, they are like prog rock. They are. They, I mean, they, they go really out, are. they go out in these weird tangents it's not that far removed from like a yes or a genesis right. or something like that yeah you're right but like the ones that like you know chop the top the charts are all the yacht rock yes. songs yeah yes yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if they yeah, like that's, that's... kind of get like i won't say insulted but kind of annoyed about that fact i got that impression i when i talked to uh joe puerta right. especially um who was who went on to be in bruce hornsby right. range yeah i think they um it's not so much the music as it is. I think they feel taken for granted as musicians, okay, you know, right. like we, we do these prog rock songs to kind of show off how good we are at our instruments. And when you only listen to the four minute pop songs, you're ignoring how much work we put into all those other tunes, you know, right. that's the part. And I saw them in concert a couple of years ago. It was one of the most fun, enjoyable evenings I've ever had. It was pure Prairie League, okay. which I didn't know that much about. Right. And then it was Orleans. Yeah. And then it was Al Stewart. Okay. And then it was Ambrosia. And it was just like, hell yes. All four of, you know, especially the last three. I would love to see all those bands. And they were great. And Ambrosia really, like, those songs live kind of stretch out a little bit because that's their time of, like, we're here to remind you that we actually play, you know, our instruments right. and we do it well. And so, yeah, they, uh, there's more to them than those hits. Oh, great choice. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Uh, not to mention Michael McDonald sings on some of their songs. Oh. I don't think that particular one, but he's, yeah. he's in that right. as well. Definitely. <laughs> so, okay. Number one, um, this is another one that I gotta be honest. I almost feel like it transcends the jo- the genre but um, I had to pick it anyway, and that's Baker Street oh, nice. from Jerry Rafferty. Right. Because it's the hands down, no question, the greatest sax riff in the history of recorded music, if you ask me.
And um, that you hear that riff, and you are immediately transplanted to some other place, wherever it might be, whatever that song makes you think of, wherever you heard it when you were a kid, whatever. You are a, you are in a different space when you hear that song every time, no matter what. And uh, so I had, you know, is it's probably more sophisticated than Pablo Cruz or Robbie Dupree or whatever, but it's a better song. It's a better work of art. And uh, that sax riff alone seals it. And so I had to, I made that number one. Great. I, I love that song. It's fantastic. Yes. And I, the, you know, I love, the, you know, how some of these songs have their place in pop popular culture. Uh, this one I love because it was featured in an episode of The Simpsons. And, uh, was it? Okay. Yeah. It, it was an episode where Lisa, they told the story how Lisa got her saxophone. And at the end, uh, there's a little montage of playing the sax and then Baker Street's playing. So it's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's fantastic. No, it, it's, it's probably the best, you're right, the best sax yeah. vocal ever. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's really funny how, Neither one of us have picked, I'd probably say, besides Michael McDonald's, the quintessential yacht yeah. rock guy in Christopher Cross. Which, yeah, I had a feeling you would say that. Yeah, yeah I uh, which I left off as well. Um, yeah. I love him. I just, I don't know. I, I kind of felt a little cliche-ish putting him on my list. Exactly. I don't want to seem like, yeah, oh, he's cool. Exactly. Everyone knows sailing is, is up there, What you know, whatever. Um, but my number one, I, this song, I love this. I just... It's one of the songs where if I'm like in the car driving and I pull up to where I go and the song is on, I wait until the song finishes before I leave the car. <laughs> and it's uh, Cool Night by Paul Davis.
Mentions. Oh, okay. Good for you. Yes. Yeah, and I, I, I he's. It's weird because like he before he passed away, unfortunately, he was more into like the country. He, he kind of went that way, and you can, his look is completely country if yeah. you look at it. But the song, it's just it's an escape song. It's 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 fantastic, and the lyrics. I mean, because you listen to like a lot of these yacht rock songs we have now, and you know, into the night. You know, this one he's a real gentleman. You know, you can. Yeah. You know, spend yeah. the night, you know, or you don't, if you want to, you can go, you know, if you don't feel right, you can go, you know, okay, it's very nice, you're a real gentleman. Um, but he, he had a totally interesting career. I mean, he got shot by a mugger in like 1986. Um, no yeah, he was a prolific songwriter up to a point, and then it just wasn't fun for him anymore, so he would just write songs that he liked and enjoyed. So he went from writing like, you know, a ton of songs each year to maybe a handful once in a while. But I mean, he has that song, 65 Love Affair, which is another fantastic mm-hmm. song. And mm-hmm. I go crazy, but Cool Night, probably top 10 of my all-time favorite songs. And, really? Good yeah. for you, man. And, and if you want an absolute laugh, uh, go to YouTube and uh, there's a, a clip where Dick Clark interviews him. Uh-huh. And um, it could be a SNL skit because... He makes Paul introduce the band. And just to look at the band members, it's totally dated and it's totally um, yacht rockish. And it's like they're all dressed like they should be in the Muppet band. Oh my god. He's got it's bad. yeah, it just Dick Clark interviews Paul Davis and it's two minutes, you'll laugh your ass off. It's it's not meant okay. to be funny, but just when they cut to each of the guys, what they look like and where, it's it's so funny. <laughs> it, it really yeah. is. It really is. But for the longest time, because every time I'd see Paul Davis, I'd see him sitting down. I never saw him, like, stand up. And I thought maybe he was paralyzed or something. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, th- I think it actually was this clip. I saw him stand up. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. He wasn't paralyzed. Because I, I, <laughs> I heard he got shot, but I wasn't sure when. I thought maybe right. he was paralyzed as a result of the shooting. But he, he, he wasn't. But, yeah, that's my number one song. It's fantastic. I listened to it, good like, four you. times today. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Um, I love it too. And I'm glad that you represented Paul Davis because I, that was the, you know how, you know, when that last cut you make before you complete your, your top 10. Right. Uh, I had him and it was either a cool night or 65 love affair and I couldn't decide. And I ended up cutting him off. And then I thought, well, we normally name our honorable mentions. So at least I'm going to drop his name Good. so that he gets a little bit of love. And I'm so glad you made him number one because he deserves it. He was great. Good one. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. So yeah, we'll do Good. a couple honorable mentions. And then I think you wanted to do a couple like gray areas or you want to do that in your, well, I already, I already, I mentioned the, that's where Al Stewart. Oh, that's and, right. Um, that's right. Yeah. And, um, the other one, uh, Gordon, like Gordon come in. those are kind of my gray areas because a lot of people cl- include them on their lists, and they wouldn't have been on mine. And those are two of my all-time favorite songs forever. So, okay, cool. All right, so you want to do well, probably about three? Yeah, we'll do three honorable mentions. No problem. First of all, uh, the entire Breakfast in America album from Super Tramp okay. from 1979 is a masterpiece. And 
I really struggled because there are three landmark songs off that album. Logical Song, Goodbye Stranger, and Take the Long Way Home. And I couldn't decide which one I wanted to pick. And so I didn't end up going with any of them. Okay. You know how you know how it is? It's like Absolutely. when you have two people from the same movie for like best actor. Right. And they cancel each other out. Yeah. That's kind of what happened here. So yeah, Breakfast in, in America is fantastic. And there's also, you know, Stephen Bishop didn't get any love, but yeah. he could easily have been on here. I was thinking of Save It for a Rainy Day. I like that song a lot. I don't love his ballads as much. They get a, they get pretty slow and lethargic to me, but right. I like he gets a little peppier. And um, I was Andrew Gold, one of my favorite okay. singers ever. He only really put out four albums that matter, and all four of them have great songs on them. I, I wanted to include Lonely Boy, but that's one of those hmm. songs that's on everyone else's list, right. and so I just didn't do it. And then... Um, if you don't have an Alan Parsons project, Greatest Hits, you should get one because there's lots of great songs that could, you know, yeah, it's a little proggy, but it's also a little Yacht Rocky too. And so, um, yeah, Alan Parsons project deserves a little bit of love. Spot, probably games people play, yeah. you know, or uh, Don't Answer Me or something like right. that. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I love them too. And I was like debating whether I should put them on there. Um, but I ultimately, you know, decided not to. But yeah, I, I love them as well. Yeah. They're fantastic. Um, yeah, for mine, I, I, I can mention Christopher Cross now. Um, I'm not going to pick Sailing or even I Like the Winds, but I'm going to pick another Michael McDonald-backed song, and it's mm. I Really Don't Know Anymore. I mm. absolutely love that. It's not as deep like... Track. Yeah, deep track. Not really as like funky as like I Like the Winds, but it's, you know, it's funky enough, and of course it has the great Michael McDonald, you know, mm-hmm. um, in the background. Um Another one, obviously, Toto is out there, and I love Africa, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't pick this model mention just because I think the whole Weezer thing kind of soured me a little yeah. bit on Africa right now. Oh, interesting. Huh. So, and, um, you know, there's Rosanna, there's a bunch of other ones, but the, yeah. the gray area also with Yacht Rock is kind of like the time frame. You know, some people mm-hmm. think it's 83, 84, as high as 86, and this song, yeah. also backed by Michael McDonald, is uh, I'll Be Over right. You. You know, which I absolutely love. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I wow. think that okay. might be out of that like the, the time frame as well. Yeah, and okay. then I'll, I'll mention one more band, um, Air Supply, which I absolutely yeah. love. I, I saw them a couple of times, and I was even proud to wear an Air Supply T-shirt in college. And you know, I'll fight anyone for it. I don't care. Um, Good for you. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple like Lost in Love is is one of my favorites. Um, they're they're like you know I want to say they're over the top, but it's like a little bit you know a, a little bit but I mean they're extremely talented musicians and I feel like they get I want to say a bum rap but it's you know you see them in concert and they work their ass off they really yeah, do and they're I still out it. there you know performing every year I mean people may not know any of their songs past 1983 but it's they still put out great music so. Yeah. You know what I just realized in relationship to all this music that we're talking about? This is the music that you learn to appreciate when you stop trying to be cool. Yeah. You know, when you when you finally give up the ghost and you're just like, you know what? I don't I don't have to like Wilco. I everyone keeps telling or whatever. I'm some hip band. Everyone keeps saying all the critics love this new thing and I got to be up to date. I got to keep tabs on what's new and what's hot. And when you finally decide, you know what, screw that. I just want to like what I like. 
I don't want to, I don't care if it's nerdy. I don't care if it makes me old or a dad. I just want to put on the stuff that makes me happy. That's what this is, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's funny because like now it's like you become your parents and yeah, you know, you do. It, like you're, you're in your car and you listen to this music where, you know, back then I wanted to listen to, you know, whatever it was, Duran Duran or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, my mom is playing yeah. stuff from the fifties or sixties. Yeah. And, yep. and I can totally relate and that's totally fine. I, you know, now it's like, who am I trying to impress anymore? I just want to listen exactly. to the music that I like. Yeah. 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 You just, this is what happens when you stop being cool. You embrace yacht rock. That's it. Yeah. But you know, yeah. you know, it's funny with that whole uh, Yatsky meter. I just wanted to, um, the top four songs are both Michael McDonald's song and Kenny Loggins songs, which is, which is really, really? Fun. yeah. Uh, the most surprising one on this list, and I'll just mention one, is Michael Jackson's Human Nature. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I, I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Um, uh, I do love that song. I dis I discredited it because, again, at the time, he was black. So I, <laughs> right. I, uh, I eliminated anyone who was black, even though <clears throat> mo- I think, like, the entirety of Toto pretty much plays on that song yeah. or on that whole album. Right. So, you know, it fits. It just happens to have a black singer. But... Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there are so many other fantastic songs we left out. And I'm glad that we both kind of didn't have any crossover, which was rare no, for us. I'm shocked. We yeah. both had a Doobie Brothers song. But other than that, yeah, we went totally different directions. I did not see that coming. Right. I mean, I could have picked a whole list whether it would have been a Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald, or a Michael McDonald huh. back song. I mean, it, the lists are endless, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is. Totally yeah. is. Yeah, but yeah, no, th- this was a lot of fun, John, and we'll. Uh, we'll it always pick a- is. Yeah, we'll have to pick another topic soon. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's fine. I love it. I love when we do these. Keeps me on my toes, and it's fun to just play some good songs for people. You know. And a special thanks to John for joining me on this countdown. Be sure to check out the hustle. It's wherever podcasts are found. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first Noel 19 or the page Living My Youth on Facebook and go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had, as well as the other countdown episodes, and rate and review the show. If you don't have iTunes, not a problem. The show's on SoundCloud, it's also on Podbean. And if you go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com, you can check out all the fantastic merchandise we have. A new episode comes out every Wednesday, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>